Do you ever feel like you just need to empty your brain, let go of all the information you just acquired and process it? Hi you guys and welcome back to my podcast, Brain Dump. Officially, this is a place where I'm going to be recapping what I've learned throughout the week from my college classes. It's something that will help me review what has been talked about in my classes, but it'll also allow me to relate what I've learned to life and how those things can be applied. Some weeks will focus more on one specific class, while others might highlight each class. Unofficially, it'll be a place where I can deposit tidbits of information that I find fascinating. I hope that these things are somehow able to help you, and if not, I just hope you enjoy listening. In my first English class, we've been discussing fake news. When you hear the word fake news, what do you think of? How do you feel? I tend to associate that term with information that can be found through misleading articles, often like the ones seen on Facebook or spread around on social media, or faulty reporting that doesn't present the truth. In our world, we connect and share constantly via the internet and social media, making fake news easy to spread. Along with that, making a website look authentic has become so accessible that anyone can forge a convincing news story. Websites such as WordPress, Wix, any of these platforms that allow you to build a website will not only be manipulated to look like official news stories, but the graphics, anything like this, they can actually look incredibly real and anyone can access these. Realizing the extent of that, I question why I'm not better at truly fact-checking sources and information. When writing a research paper in school, I was taught to find credible sources and check them before using them. How about you? I wonder, why then do I take the articles and news stories I read as gospel and not do my own research? These questions and more presented themselves as we discussed this topic in English. The conversation also had another purpose as well, to lead into our next project. Our next assignment is to create a survey of 10 questions, record the data, and then present it in a newsletter that appears legitimate. We can choose to present the data we acquire truthfully, or we can manipulate it to influence the opinions or ideas of our readers. I think this assignment will be really interesting because we're not only being forced to consider the validity of fake news, but we're personally finding out how easy it is and how easy it can be to present or skew information to make fake news. The way we word questions can really tip the scale one way or another. In one wording, it can mean one thing, and in another one, it can mean entirely something entirely different, or it can be interpreted in a different way. The order in which we present our questions, or in which they are asked, can also influence certain responses. In our surveys, asking soft or easy to answer questions first, and then following up with the harder ones, creates the mindset that a person is close to finishing, or has already invested so much time that they may as well finish. The formulation of that mindset may result in more surveys completed and would give us more data. How we choose to use the data we gather also influences the validity of the survey. The material gathered may be altered or presented in a way, or in a such way, that isn't exactly correct. We can choose to have it be satirical, we can 
choose to actually use the facts that we find or we can do something else with it and alter the data to look a certain way. So knowing these things, I think it'll be really interesting in the end to see how the project turns out because I think I'm going to choose to manipulate it. We'll see. Um, but it'll also help me view the infrastructure of information that just surrounds me on a constant daily basis differently. And it'll also, um, I'll be able to see how fake news plays a part in my life and how easily it can be created, I guess. The conversation held in my second English class was a little bit different. <laughs> a little bit. I mean a lot. But it was very different. Our focus this week has been cyberbullying and slut-shaming. While I'm not going to delve too deep into this because it's such a heavy topic, I wanted to highlight some of the things we talked about. People spend a lot of time on their phones, and a side effect of this screen culture is the presence of bullies and the collective shaming culture. How the internet has made bullying worse, or at least more widespread, was questioned and discussed. For some, people may or may not be meaner, but the reach and power has changed or shifted the entire game. The development of the internet and social media gives people the power to create anonymous accounts online, putting the bullied and the people trying to counteract bullying at a disadvantage. Even if an account is caught and deleted, who's to say the bully won't just go out and create another fake account? This is a cycle that is continually repeated and continually discussed over and over again because it's something that really needs to be addressed. That led into the discussion of policies on social media and the regulations. Companies face many challenges when trying to decide how to navigate these obstacles because the multiple ways of counteracting bullying will affect people differently. If you take down a comment, some people might come in with the fact that, hey, I have freedom of speech, why did you take that down? Um, while others are like, that was really hurtful and this is dangerous to someone else. So it's, it's a really, really hard discussion to have, but I think it's one that is important. And this is one of the things that we talked about in class. We also asked the question if people are meaner now or if it was just that way because of accessibility. And I thought this one was a really interesting question because I had never considered it before. On one hand, some people say that maybe they, people are meaner because of the power that they have and the anonymity that comes, especially on social media, and that can lead to feeling super powerful and in turn maybe result in someone just being meaner because they're not thinking about how they're affecting others. But on the other, it could just be, people aren't necessarily meaner, but it could just be because of the internet, it's seen more now. So that was really interesting and something else, I guess, food for thought in a way. Um, like I said, I really don't want to dive too much into these topics because there's so much information surrounding them, but I do encourage you to think about these things and their effects, and I also wanted to include it because it helped me recap from what I learned this week. In my other two classes, both DTC, we were assigned new projects. Just a quick reminder, DTC stands for Digital Technology and Culture, and most of the time these classes cover a little bit of graphic design, videography, photography. Um, we have some web design and we talk a little bit. We've also been talking a lot about information structures. 
So one of the projects we have to do is to analyze and alter a commercial, and the other has to do with bidding to buyers and marketing our work. For the first project, we were asked to consider this. When you watch TV, what are some of the comments that you make or things that you think of when a specific commercial comes on? Do you roll your eyes at a dieting campaign because you doesn't know it doesn't work? Do you pay attention to the side effects of a new pill claiming to solve your problems when it in fact can cause more? Do you scratch your head at a car commercial because it was incredibly confusing and you don't know how or why the message and medium correlate? These things and more are what we're assigned to consider for this project. We have to break down and analyze a commercial, infomercial, or political campaign video and gather data to present the truth or to make a satirical statement. So essentially, we're breaking down the commercial, adding in our own footage, and presenting it in a way that displays our view or opinion of said advertisement. The second project that we're doing in one of my other classes encourages us to add new skills to our, I'm going to say, invisible toolbox, because that's kind of what we're doing, but essentially we're building up skills to um, be able to go out and get jobs. And we're doing this by marketing ourselves to a imaginary brand or to a potential client that we're bidding for. These aren't real clients, but it is a exercise to help us consider if we are ever in that spot what to do. This project is going to help us better learn Photoshop, improve our logo design skills, and explore other Photoshop tutorials that we might want to learn. I'm actually really looking forward to this project because there are some really cool effects that I've seen on various social media platforms and now I get a chance to research them and learn them, which I think will be really fun. I'm looking forward to seeing how these effects are created and hopefully being able to use them continually in the future. Anyways, that's all I've got for you guys this week and I'll talk to you later. Bye!